Testing. Testing. Yeah, test, test, test. Am I too far? You might have to get a little bit closer. Come closer, just don't smell me. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to Us Talks, the podcast where we talk about emotions and feelings and our day-to-day reactions to life. But we also have the witty fun bands in between, you know, to make it to make it light and to make it fun. Uh, so you're now tuned into episode seven. And if you guys listened to the second episode of Us Talks, I had one of my favorite individuals in the world named Monica. She came on to talk Hi. about. Oh, hello. <laughs> she came on <laughs> to talk about dreams and fears and how to live a realistic dream life. But she's back. I'm back. Back for episode seven to talk about more deep things. Guess who's back? Okay, I'm done. Okay. I hate that song. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't even like it either. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's one of those things you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> or it's good for one of these kind of things where it's just kind of like, yeah. guess who's back? back. You kind of throw it in. Like, <laughs> and, and then, then it, it quickly ends. You does. It. Yeah, yeah, you cut quick. So Monica's back. <laughs> Introduce Hi. yourself. What's going hey, Monica. on? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and she's a big dreamer. She's going to be an amazing photographer. I have had the privilege of seeing some of these photos that she's been taking lately. So maybe one day we'll be able to actually shout out your social media. One day. One day when she's famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, she believes in dreams and encourages people to follow their dreams and is taking bomb-ass photos of cool people in the city. Trying. Just trying. But your photos are gold. They're actually amazing. So we're back together to talk about something that has been on my heart recently because her and I are very different in our approach to things. I'm very much a vulnerable open. Like I said this the first episode, I'm a crybaby. I wear my heart on my sleeve. You, on the other hand. I'm very guarded. (laughs) My default is like guards up. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, that's my approach to life. I'm not sure if I've always been like that, but... I've been like that more as I grew up, I think. I became more guarded than maybe how I was. And I remember, you remember like going in December, I had like this weird thing that I was going through. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I stemmed it back. I, like this memory came back to me and it came, like it just kind of like whooshed in with all of the emotion. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is where it started. And that's that's what I know. That's when the guards went up. And that was a rough time, too, because we were having issues. Like, she's basically, I call her my sister. We're very, very, very close. But I'm always the one to press for openness with you. And I'm like, bitch, stop, (laughs) cut, get away from me. I've always said it's either if I press for her to open up to me, she either tells me to chill quick or depending on how you're feeling, you might decide to open up. But, uh, yeah, December yeah, was sometimes a... sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's like, okay, you're being too guarded now to yeah. the point that it's dangerous. And you need to kind of express or let something out. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just like, I just, there's nothing to talk about. You know, like when, I almost think it's like when girls and guys are like chilling and then the guy gets really, really quiet and the girl's like, oh my gosh, like, like what are you thinking? Like, who yeah. And then the guy's just like, nothing. And then they like, get annoyed because... What the hell? She's like, what do you mean I think about nothing? And he's just like, I'm thinking, I'm just chilling. What are we doing? We're doing nothing. I'm and then you ruin the nothing. whole moment. The it whole, was a fun night. It's tense. Yeah. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. 
all of a sudden I have gas, like buddy's going home. <laughs> yeah, like, he's not coming back. No, no, no. And that's, I think, when you're guarded, you're almost, especially as a female, if you're guarded, you're looked upon as manly or like to have masculine traits. Is that how you feel? Sometimes. sometimes. Okay. In comparison to you, well, but the same, hard on sleeve, no, kind no, of like, but then I know, feel the opposite. Butterfly. I feel completely, I feel like the stereotypical girl yeah, who cries and whines and, you know, like, yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Where I feel like butcher dude over here. <laughs> it's just like, God's up. <laughs> Back up, bitch. <laughs> so that's, I think, what inspired this topic was actually what we've been going through mm. lately. Because we're, we're polar opposites, but somehow it works. And, um, <laughs> By the voice of God. <laughs> I think, though, we've actually learned a lot from each other. I think yeah. I've learned to be, or I've tried to be a little bit more chill mm. and respect your space. I've tried. I haven't done that great of a job, but I think you've also learned to maybe open up or trust a little bit more. Mm, just, a, just a bit. Just a bit. You've, yeah. you've, you've, I've leaps come, and bounds yeah. from when we first I mean, met ten years I'm ago. I'm a gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk about today. That was the longest intro. Um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about vulnerability and openness versus having your guards up, protecting your heart in a sense. Mm. We have some questions and we're going to debate back and forth. But the first question is, what are the pros and cons of being open and vulnerable versus having your guards up and being closed off? I personally think so. For me, I do believe that there's definitely pros and cons. I think there's you have to be wise when it comes to, you know, who you open up to and all of that. But I do think that when it comes to being vulnerable, uh, what you see is what you get. So mm. there's not really any kind of guessing game. Mm -hmm. If you wear your heart on your sleeve and you're open, you're kind of showing people firsthand who you are. Now, mind you, that can kind of backfire on you because I think a lot of people like that dig. They like to they like to dig mm. and, you know, as time goes on, they see more of you come out. But when you are vulnerable from the very beginning and you just say what you mean, I just feel like there's no confusion. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I guess like the intentions there and everything's just kind of exactly laid out before you. yeah. I feel like there's no games. Yeah, I think so. Um, I kind of when I was thinking about it, I kind of picture someone who's guarded as someone who you know like the big brother that would kind of like palm the forehead of their little sibling, mm -hmm. and then they're swinging fists trying to punch their brother, and he's just like nah, nah, nah. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's kind of what I see a guarded person as, and so it's I think like being guarded. It sounds weird, but it, it kind of buys time. It buys you time to suss mm. out a person. It buys you time to to create a response to a situation rather than just react off the cuff. And yeah. you're just, you know what I mean? I think for me, being, like, I am a susser. Like, I love to kind of suss people out. <laughs> Sussing. <laughs> I love to, yeah, I, I love to kind of take my time with something, take my time with someone and just kind of allow that you know what I mean like uh, allow time to like active listen to someone or actively listen sorry to someone and figure them out see what their intentions are and who what kind of person they are before letting them in like I don't have a problem being vulnerable if I know that you're my peoples like you know what right. I mean that I know that I can trust you I know that we not we don't necessarily have to agree on everything but like we value the same things and I know that you respect me in a certain way and I respect you in a certain way and then we can go forward and I can trust you with the things that are valuable to me 
in my vulnerability. But if not, then you just keep it rolling or you keep you keep palming their forehead, you know, and you're just yeah. like, All right, you you stay there. That's fine. Um, and we'll be this kind of friend. I don't need to let you any further in. So for me, being guarded allows me that space and time to suss. And you know, it's funny. So I think going off of that, I think what I've had to learn is that if you're the emotional type or if you're the type that finds it very, is very comfortable for you to just let people in, you mm-hmm. almost have this expectation that because you feel that you're a trusting person and a good person and you let people in, that every single person that you meet they're just gonna. They should just let you in. Yeah, no. And I've had the. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> nah, nah. But I've I've had these expectations personally that I've projected or put out onto mm-hmm. people where because I give one hundred percent openness from the beginning, which mm-hmm. could also be a very naive thing. Um, I expect that when I go to talk to somebody, it's going to be that same amount of openness, and it's mm-hmm. not always comfortable for people. So I do get that, and I think also. Um... I remember I did, I did this with someone, like I was working with this girl and I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to share stuff about my life. And then we could connect on like those more intimate things. So I'll share things about like my family and, you know, that sort of thing. And it wasn't, it was stuff that I'm, I'm comfortable sharing because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, as much as it means something to me, it wasn't like, you know, my deepest, darkest secrets. I try to like be vulnerable with someone or like share like intimate things with them, expecting them to to respond the same way. And when she didn't, I was just like, bitch. Yeah. He's like, now she doesn't want to be my yeah. friend then. But it's not that. It's just like some people are just like, why do we need to share things in order to be connected? We could connect on art. We could connect on different interests. We don't need to connect with vulnerable, deep things. But see, that's interesting because for me, I connect closeness with sharing. I find the more that you connect on deep things, the it almost allows for this closeness to form. And but some people take that as intrusive, right? Mm-hmm. And it's no, and it's, and to the other person, it's no offense to you. It's just like I don't even want to go there. So why yeah, are you? Bringing so why are me there? you going? Yeah, don't like bring just, me there. Why you do we a... need to connect on our trauma? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes it's traumatic for a person. It's just like, bruv, we don't need to connect on that. We can connect on every other thing in this world. You know what I mean? We don't need to connect on the deep, dark things that I don't even want to think about myself. And sometimes it's that, you know, and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like, I don't even know you, bruh. Like, why why are we getting so deep and saucy all up? Like, why are we, like, exposing heart juice and mixing it all up into a cocktail? Nah, bruv, I'm not not doing that with you. And that's fine. Because time allows for that. To happen. And I think that means that it would flow naturally. Yeah. I think there definitely is a balance. I do Mm -hmm. think, though, that brings me to my next question. Yeah. Why, in today's society, it's actually smart to be more guarded and less trusting. I mean, I'll say, yeah, after last year, what I learned is is that there really is no... It's. I think it's amazing to be vulnerable. I think especially if you're naturally like that, you can't really help it. It's just if you wear your heart on your sleeve, mm-hmm. you are that particular way. But I think you said something the other day to me that really stuck. We always... There's this thing around men where we say, that, oh, men are trash, men are trash. And then Monica in the middle of a conversation was like, no, people are trash. And I think... <laughs> everyone's trash. <laughs> everyone's trash, everyone's shit. And I think until until someone's almost proven mm-hmm. that they can't, that, you know, that 
you can let them in, there's there's almost no point or no uh, benefit in completely opening up yourself to somebody, even if it feels good for you, until you really know that person yeah. or feel like you know them. Yeah, I think, um, I guess it's looked upon as being smart, but I think it's also, mm-hmm. it's just easier. Like it's easier to kind of, if I'm a guarded person, I'm more so thinking in a very exclusive to myself kind of you know what I mean it's kind of to me it almost feels like driving a sports car rather than a minivan because mm-hmm. emotions are heavy <laughs> they're chunky they're they're all over the place they're messy and you know if I'm guarded and li- living that kind of like to myself kind of life then I'm picturing like you know sports car condominium minimalist lifestyle very light very clean don't mess it up. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the emotional life is like, you know, the big house with the big yard and the <laughs> yard, you yard. know. Sorry guys, I just came back from yard. Jamaica. So everything's very like anyways. Um That's great. But you know what I mean? The the big family van with God knows what's in it. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, the kitchen is very lived in. The house is very lived in. But um if you're by yourself a lot of the times or if you're guarded, um you don't have to be accountable to anyone, mm-hmm. but you also don't get to celebrate very much with many people. And it's, and it's not always like that. I don't know. It's uh, I just feel that it's it seems smarter because it's lighter, it's easier, it's less messy. And if you've been hurt, so, I mean, if you're in your 20s, by now, <laughs> you've someone's hurt you. And yeah. I think if you've gone through a situation, whether it be a breakup or even if it's been a situation where you trusted somebody and then they broke your trust, mm-hmm. life teaches you to naturally just close up, lock up shop, mm-hmm. kind of tune out for a bit. I think that it is a good defense mechanism for a time being. I think it kind of teaches you how to kind of go about situations more wisely the next time around. I, I guess my only fear is, is that if it keeps happening, because again, people will hurt you mm-hmm. and you keep closing yourself off. Is there a point where you just stop being all vulnerable altogether? Because I do think in order for there to be true happiness in someone's life, they need to be vulnerable with somebody. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of times when you lock off vulnerability externally, you don't realize how much you're locking off internally as well. Like you don't go there, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes you lock it. You, you think you're only like blocking other people from getting in, but you're also blocking yourself from getting in to those yeah. parts like you you literally lock off your heart you're left like no it's done but you've locked yourself out as well and so I think a lot of times in trusting relationships with people you're able to just kind of like express yourself you know no holds barred just kind of let it all out without feeling like you're safe you're in a safe place so you you don't feel like you're going to be judged you don't feel like there's going to be any kind of penalty for feeling the way that you do you're with someone who who you trust and who loves you so you can express that and then you can just let it out and have that back and forth about it in a very safe non-judgmental place um the problem is if you're locked off from everyone or if you lock off the really intimate things from everyone then you don't you don't have that discussion you don't have that exchange of feelings ideas perspectives you know Mm-hmm. And you're just trapped in your own, you've only, you almost created like this mini cult inside your your heart. You know what I mean? It's removed you from everyone who cares about you. And then you're poisoned with 
whatever perspective and whatever attitude you have about a thing that happened. Actually, you talking about that, it makes me think about our own relationship because I think for both of us, Mm -hmm. uh, we've been able to bring out things in each other. And I think even you letting me around your family, like I really... I think that's a value for you. Mm-hmm. you, you your family is like precious to you. Everything. Yeah, exa- exactly. And I think I feel so at home when I'm with you guys. Mm-hmm. I've been able to almost like reap the benefits of you allowing me in, mm-hmm. into your space. And I think I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned and have felt better about myself by being around you. And I think even for you, you're really hard on yourself. I think even kind of showcasing some of the things you're working on or even opening up a little bit about like what's what's on your mind what's on your heart you allow different perspectives from people who you trust and who you feel safe with you allow those perspectives so 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 three people (laughs) you allow those people uh to give you their honest opinions Mm -hmm. and i think that also helps you gauge in a sense where you're at yeah and you almost not always i think it's really good to also just sit with yourself and be quiet and you know what I mean talk you like to do that a lot think about things on your own but I do think when you allow people to be around you that you trust you see parts of yourself that you wouldn't necessarily see if you were on your own and that's I think that's the the secret in being guarded and being vulnerable a guarded person can be vulnerable just like a vulnerable person can be guarded it just depends on the relationship and it depends on who it is that I'm talking to and on what I'll share you know, I'm not I'm not sharing I'm not airing out my business to everyone because that's stupid. So mm-hmm. I guess in that it's sense, yes, guarded is is smart depending on the relationship. If I'm just meeting someone, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to just expose myself. And that's just me because I say people are trash because everyone's kind of thinking about themselves. We have a lot of yeah. navel gazers and you have to be to an extent you have to be selfish in order to you know, uh, to make it in life sometimes. But um, the problem is people are too self-obsessed sometimes or too in their bubble, in their little worlds that they fail to see what they're doing to someone else by being so closed off or so to themselves, I guess. And I'll say, speaking from the vulnerable side of things, Mm -hmm. I think it's a good lesson to, even if you naturally, if you meet somebody and you think they're amazing, and you guys just click off the bat, whether it be something romantic or just a friendship or just mm-hmm. a colleague at work, I would say if you're the vulnerable type that just wants to, oh, I just want to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. I would say my what I've learned or a lesson that I've learned is just refrain from doing that and like actually give it time. Because I like being open. I like word vomiting about mm-hmm. emotions and feelings in life. But you really don't know a person and it takes a really, really long time to gauge somebody. And you might get excited at first because I think when you meet somebody too, they're kind of showing you a certain part of themselves. And then when you start to open up yourself to them and you think this is going to be something and then you catch them on a day where their truest selves are exposed, where their truest selves are exposed. Thank you. You are going to feel like crap for being that open and for kind of going there in your mind thinking. Depending on the person. Depending on the person. If the person's a good person, regardless of what shit you're going through, you're not going to, you're not going to just, you know, project all of that onto another person. Because if you're a good person or you have control of your emotions, then you're just going to be like, okay, this is what I'm going through because of this, which has nothing to do with this person that is coming to me with love, with kindness, with joy. You but know what I mean? Like, if you are that vulnerable person that's coming to them like that, being the vulnerable, open, tell me what's wrong with you person, if they don't feel like talking, then you need to respect that. Yeah. 
and that's to protect yourself as well as well 100 you know what i mean because yeah. you're you're gonna feel like oh my gosh this person doesn't care this person doesn't like me anymore you go off and you feel like listen the last <laughs> episode i was watching uh jane the virgin and i was just kind of like yes this is everything where she breaks up with Raphael, and he's like I'm still in love with this girl, but right now it's not good. My mom, my dad just died. My mom came wow. back into my life and told me that she gave me up for ten million dollars. <laughs> you know, all of these things are happening while he's trying to like maintain the business to take care of his child. And then, you know, I keep saying Betty. Jane comes in and she's just kind of like, Raphael, tell me what's wrong. And he's just like, I can't, because he will <laughs> literally explode. Could you mm-hmm. imagine all the emotion? He's going to explode. So he's just like, I don't love you anymore. Get out of my life, kind of thing. And she's just like, ah! and she, you know, <laughs> runs off, balls in the hallway. I'm just like, girl, get it together. And you know what I mean? But we are seeing every perspective, whereas she only in saw, that moment. Yeah, I tried to express myself. I tried to be there. I tried to ask him what's wrong. And you and completely he, shut it yeah. all down. Yeah. And how many times does that happen in day-to-day life, too? If only we had a camera crew to catch every single angle. If only. All right. (laughs) So then what does balance look like for you as an individual? Well, I never thought you'd ask. (laughs) Or thought you'd never ask. (laughs) This is why I don't do this as my day job. Okay. Um, So, being the nerd that I am, I found this Mm -hmm. book at Valley Village. And... It has like a bunch of quotes on friendship and vulnerability and yada yada. And I was just like, perfect. So I found this one and it really spoke to me. It's by William Shakespeare. It says, this above all, I'm joking. This above all to thine own self be true. And it must follow as the night, the day, I'm going to rephrase this part. You cannot then be false to any man. And to me, I'm used to like, you know, Um, decoding the King James version of everything. So to me, uh, what I think is that sometimes when we fail to be vulnerable, we fail to be ourselves. And uh, if you're true to yourself and secure with who you are and with whom you're with, then vulnerability or the lack thereof, so guardedness, is simple. Like, you know exactly how to be with a person and exactly what you want to share with the person. And You don't have to be either or. You're not guarded or vulnerable. You're both in the situation, but it's just to different levels and different degrees depending on who you're with and what you're comfortable sharing. Uh, Because you could be that kind of person that I air out my business all the time. Like I'm very, you know, accessible and open on Instagram, for instance. And so there's nothing that I have a problem sharing, whereas you could be the opposite at different times. It really just does. It depends on who you are and who you're with and what you're comfortable sharing. I like that. Going off of what you said, for me, if I want to be true to myself, I am a very vulnerable, open person, so I want to continue to be and stay vulnerable. But I just, I want to be wise and smart about it. Mm -hmm. I was watching Daddy's Home the other day with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. If you haven't seen it, it's really, really funny. Will Ferrell is the stepdad in the movie and he's like the super vulnerable, sensitive crybaby. And he just, he wants the kids to like him. He wants to be a real dad. And Mark Wahlberg, the actual father, comes into the picture and is super, like he's such a snake. He's just, he messes up Will Ferrell's life in this movie, basically. Will Ferrell being the 
emotional person that he is, is was at one point in the movie says I'm just gonna put up loving fences and you know we're gonna make this work and I think like he's very very almost naive and in denial about what this what this dude's actually like so I think for me I don't want to put up loving fences anymore I think in 2018 I want to continue to be vulnerable with the right people want to continue to be myself but if you're moving in a way that speaks to I would say if you're moving in a way that's that's shady, then shady, you just yeah. kind of... If you're moving in a way that's shady or if you've done something weird or not right, more... Odd behavior. Odd behavior. I hate odd behavior. <laughs> if you've done something that does not make sense uh, more than I would say twice, then I'm not going to feel a way... Bye. Yeah, and just kind of cutting ties with those around me where it's just not making sense to be there anymore and not feel bad about it because I want... Even if a part of me wants to like everybody and get along with everyone, at this point, I would rather have a smaller circle and trust that circle with my life than have a large circle where people are doing weird things. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that in time, like if you just give it time, like yeah. the wrong people get faded out and the right people get faded in. Like it just happens, you know, mm -hmm. like you don't have to force things. You don't have to like none of that is is necessary because time will suss it out for you as long as you're trying to be a good person. So we're yeah. both going to be... Balance. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to go there. All right, guys. So we're going to move into some... Yes moments. Yes moments. Yes. All right. So what's your yes moment for the week? So my yes moment is a bit cringe, but uh, yesterday my godfather came over and we had a bit of a chin wag about life and all the lovely things in it. And he also talked about daydreaming. And I was just like, wait, you, a grown man, daydream and admit it, <laughs> you know? Um, but he was talking or he was telling me about a time where he's like, I really want a house in Jamaica. And so he kind of just like sat in his room one day and daydreamed this house and how it would look and how he would furnish it and you know how the yard would look and to the point that he was so engrossed in this uh, daydream that when he came out of it he was like wait where am I and um I haven't daydreamed for the longest like I don't I don't even know I think you almost look at it as wasted time but mm. he was emphasizing how important it is to take out that time and to be in your thoughts and to and to daydream and and try to make those wild and outlandish things that we don't even dare to think about um because we're so afraid that you know what I mean you almost you're afraid to think about it because you almost yeah. feel like it's out of reach but you don't want to want it exactly but sometimes in thinking about it it brings it into reach and you're just like okay how can we actually make this happen and um I think for me that was such an important thing because especially at the new year you're trying to think of different things you could yeah. do and how you can make all of these unrealized dreams into a reality and it's so important to include as much as you're working hard it's good to include daydreaming I guess because it's like try to to think of wild and crazy things that you'd like to happen and then just imagine that it does happen and see it and even um you know plan for it and expect it in a way because then it might actually be something so I think it's just uh I, th I think that's my yes moment because it just reminded me to daydream and to to dare to think of something that's outlandish as um, something that could be possible. So, yeah. 
And I like that because I think that's the whole thing. If you can think about it, if you can dream up something, then that's the first step to actually yeah. working on it and it becoming exactly. a real thing. So yeah. really good yes moment. So thanks, God, Betty. And my yes moment is very chill. It might not even count as a yes moment, but I spoke about this in a previous episode. I don't do well with downtime. For some reason, I equate it to complacency, and they're two completely different things. But uh, when I get really passionate about something or I'm working on something, I like to be go, go, go with it. And I usually end up striving and putting pressure. And then I try to rush things to get it done quicker. And it never ends with quality. (laughs) So this week, I actually took the downtime that I had to kind of reformulate and kind of remember why I'm working on certain things in the first place and why I like certain things. And I was actually able to see way more clearly, which was helpful for me because, again, when I get excited about something, I rush it and it just ends up not being fun anymore. And then you kind of forgot why you were doing things in the first place. You forgot why you enjoyed them. So my yes moment is just utilizing my downtime and taking my time. I was like, thank you for the call. (laughs) That's nice. And what about your song of the week? Okay, so my song of the week is coming from a lovely lady in Manchester, um, and her name is, or she goes by IMDDB, and the song is Trophy. Um, So, yeah. We'll play play a clip. Yeah. I'm gonna take the trophy home, you gotta go to you, never know you. I'm gonna take the trophy home, you comes from a UK artist as well, but he is a Nigerian singer. His name is Malik Berry, and I've been on a bit of a African music tip lately. So this song is called Bin Colin. Because I've been Colin. <laughs> been Colin. If you if you guys have Spotify and you and you listen to this song, uh, the genius lyrics come up, and he talks about how. Uh, it's based on a true story of him going after a girl who was chasing the finer things and he didn't really have money at the time. So he so he wasn't that finer thing. He wasn't that finer <laughs> thing. And so he has been calling this girl who basically wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, but the song is really good. So that is my song of the week. Baby, I've been calling. You don't want to answer me. Yeah, baby, I've been calling. You don't want to answer me. All day I've been calling. so much monica for coming back on thanks for having me for another episode of us talks and because i forgot to say this at the beginning i am your host joey b and we'll be back soon for another episode so until next time do you have any any final words uh keep balanced keep sweet enjoy your life all right (laughs) (laughs) 